selling. Once upon a time, I was a normal person. I had an education, I had a job in tech, a house, a boyfriend, a car. I had this American dream that everyone says is awesome and it's supposed to make you happy. But I, I wasn't happy. Every day I sat behind my computer, working on my screen tan, getting fatter by the day, and even more miserable. I just, I couldn't figure out why. I changed a lot of things. I got rid of the house, the boy, switched jobs, switched companies, but I was still unhappy. I knew I had to change something. Hmm. When I thought back to my happiest days, they were when I was little, in the summer before high school. I rode bikes, played in the crick, hung out with my friends. I was completely carefree. Now, this was in 1996 BC, before cell phones. I was tan, I was fit, I was unplugged, and I was happy. This is my benchmark. Somehow I had to get back to that feeling. And with this realization, I set off to change my life. So step one, sell everything. I did the 100 item challenge, check my show notes for details. Step two, get rid of things that make me feel crappy, like spam mail. I actually spent over a month unsubscribing to lists and making filters so I wouldn't receive junk mail anymore. It was totally worth it. Step three, research. I spent a year doing this, and basically I bought a map, and then I was reading forums and blogs, and then I asked people what they wanted to do, and then I totally stole all their ideas. Step four, buy a plane ticket. I bought the cheapest one I could find, which was from LAX to Belize, and it was for $235 with Delta, but I had a $200 voucher with Delta score. Step five, tell everyone. So now I was going to be held accountable and I couldn't even back out if I wanted to. Step six, go. And I went. Flights, walking, trains, subways. Within a few months, I was tan, check. And I was fit, check. Buses, walking, hiking. I traversed Central America to Nicaragua, where I stayed on a farm owned by an expat. A cell phone glued expat who left America for various reasons, but also wasn't really happy with her current situation. Maybe it was because she was constantly reminded by her Facebook status updates and reminiscing of what life was like back home. I felt like I needed to be around people who were unplugged and happy, and this expat seemed to be neither. So I continued on. Buses, cabs, elevators, more flights. I went to India and meditated at an ashram. Surely I'll find something here, right? Yeah, I found that sitting cross-legged for long periods of time made my legs go numb, which is beyond painful, by the way. A girl at the ashram got sick, like really sick, and I reached for my phone to look up her symptoms, maybe try to diagnose her. Oh, 
Except there's no electricity. There's no internet. My phone was basically a giant brick. But it's not for naught. I, I did learn some things, like monkeys are stinking thieves, and the mosquitoes here are like reincarnations of Ganesh himself. And I decided that if the path of enlightenment was by meditating and finding acceptance of these monkeys and mosquitoes, it, mm, it totally wasn't for me. So I left. Cabs and flights and scooters later, I landed in Cebu, where a typhoon battered the Philippine Islands. And I stayed and helped, and there's a whole podcast about that. And they have this motto there, everything is more fun in the Philippines. And it was. I mean, even after a horrific typhoon, there were parties, there was laughing, there was dancing. But... I continuously got frustrated when I was trying to send a text back home just to inform my family that I was okay. My phone sat on sending for like two hours before dying. I needed to get home for Christmas, and so when my visa ran out, I left the islands. Elephant rides, buses, trains, walks, flights. I still hadn't found what I was looking for. I still wasn't happy. I thought back to my benchmark, 1996 BC. Unplugged, outside, playing with nature. Hmm. Okay. Off to Africa, where electricity stops and life starts. And you know what? Somewhere between meditating in Spitzkop, Namibia, and climbing Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, I, I found it. I found this inner peace that I was searching for. But I ran out of money. And even when I tried to make some via audio freelancing, South Africa's 56k modem speeds made it frustrating, like borderline impossible to do anything. So I came back home. Cue flights, 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 more flights. Moving walkways and then car rides and buses and trains and more flights. I made enough money so I could go back to Asia again, but this time I was going to do it right. I was going to study the way of the Buddhist monks. I mean, they knew something. Hell, they were the definition of finding enlightenment, right? So I walked through Rangoon and giggled at the monks with the selfie sticks. Haha, they must be trying to find inner enlightenment. And then while on a bus, I couldn't ignore the argument between two monks over whose cell phone was bigger. Weren't they supposed to be like not caring about materialistic things? Hmm. Well, I boarded a boat. Ugh, I don't do boats. I went into temples. I walked across teakwood bridges. And then finally, finally, I arrived at Inlay Lake, Myanmar. A lake in the middle of a country where residents have built dozens of floating gardens and villages on stakes to raise them out of the water. And while I was sitting on the balcony of my hut... I look out at the lake and I see a fire on one mountain and this huge, huge orange moon rising over another. 
And finally, finally, peace, complete calm. You've got mail. And then I hear the ding of my email. And I mentally salivate for the attention, the self-centered disease that I can't seem to rid myself of no matter how much I freaking try. But for some reason, I just, I need to check in. But why? I go back and forth. Sometimes I think that technology is great. Like in India, that girl that was sick, she actually had dengue fever. And... We all thought it was just a really bad flu, you know, and we're sharing our same quarters and the same Ganesh mosquitoes with her, but it would have been really nice to know and to diagnose and then, you know, take appropriate actions. But then there are other times, most times, when I check in and it's completely not important. I mean, look at where I am right now. I'm in Myanmar, a country that for 3,000 years didn't have cell phones. And then in the past three years, when it got cell phones, has completely drastically, probably for the worst, changed its culture. But I feel like I'm missing something. Where's the balance? Is there one? Goodbye. Thanks to Chris Allen for being my editor. In my attempts to unplug, I'm actually thinking of deactivating my personal Facebook account. Oh, but how will I get the news about your travels? And how will I know about these podcasts, you ask? Well, I'm so glad that you did. There's actually a page, like I made a Where in the World is Ellen Facebook page. So you can find it at facebook.com slash whereisln. There's also a Twitter, whereisln. Of course, you can always email me, ln.lurie at yahoo.com. And my website, where everything lives and resides and all that stuff, is ellenlurie.com. I know, a lot of tech stuff. And don't worry, you don't have to memorize anything. It's all in the show notes. I made it so easy for you. With that, here's some fun facts about bassoons. One, they are elaborate instruments made out of wood. Two, if one were to unravel a bassoon and lay it flat, it would reach 12 feet in length. Three, which means that it burns longer than a clarinet and oboe put together. <laughs>